something touched me deep inside today. The music died. So bye bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, "This'll be the day that I die." I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse! Hello and welcome back to Into the Superverse! Yeah, we're here. Um, It's a big week for Marvel. Yeah, we're pulling double duty. Uh, Not only do we have the Loki finale, which we will be watching later today... But we are here to discuss Black Widow. We saw this movie uh, in theaters on Friday. Uh, So excuse us if we're not as, you know, fresh up on our notes as we would be, you know, two minutes off watching something on Netflix or Disney+. Uh, But it was a great experience to finally be back in the movie theaters, seeing that Marvel fanfare I was just sitting there being like, it's been two years since we last got to do this. So that was a great experience. It wasn't exactly a packed theater like no. we're used to. <laughs> no, it was that not. That was kind of nice. It was okay. Um, yeah, so uh, what a what a great time. It was. This was really enjoyable. I mean, I think I would have been happy with pretty much anything in the MCU after such a long break. Uh, But this was really fun, really deserved for the character and just provided like a lot more depth and backstory and provided kind of a launch pad for continuing the story of, well, not Black Widow as we know her, not Natasha herself, but to see Elena and her family perhaps show up again uh, provided a lot more opportunity and we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I would say I had pretty high expectations going in just because it was such a long time coming for this movie and for, um, you know, Black Widow to finally get a movie, but it definitely met them. I mean, there were a couple of things that I was like a little eye-rolly at, but for the most part, it was really, um, really good, really powerful. Um, I think that this movie played on emotions, kind of like how we saw the TV shows doing Um, This movie felt more like this new era of Disney and doing like the WandaVision and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like it felt more, um, the depth felt like that Yeah, this movie, whereas other Marvel movies, you don't get an opportunity to get into like the emotional depth usually. Yeah. It's like a more intimate deconstruction of these characters and they didn't have... Like you said, they didn't have time for it before. Uh, and my point of view on like the the release timing of this movie is like, of course, this would have been better served coming out a long time ago. This would have fit very well into the canon pre-Infinity War. But I will say, if you or somebody else like wanted to watch a chronological order of these movies, uh, this would fit perfectly between Civil War and Infinity War. Skip that post credit scene, and it's like 
it was it was meant to be there, which it kind of like was, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's the time period it takes place in. Right, I'm just saying, like, it's kind of surprising how well, like, I was wondering, and I think I voiced this before the movie came out, how they would frame the story of this. But it it kind of, like, works that you cannot know what happens to Black Widow and still, like, get what they wanted you to get out of this film. Honestly, they could still leave that post-credit scene in, and like the intrigue that that would have caused if it had come out, like obviously oh. that would be like really shitty. But like, yeah, honestly, like that would have been so dumb if it, that if that had like been the fake out. And they're like, what did he? What did, what did Hawkeye do? I know, but yeah. like, yeah, um, but I did see uh, <laughs> because people have like their opinions, and everyone was like, why did not? Why didn't this movie come out ten years ago? And because Kevin Feige was not fully in charge at that point, and this sexist asshole was calling some of the shots. Uh, but I did see a funny comment that this entire movie was an origin story for Natasha's vest that she wears <laughs> in Infinity War. <laughs> I mean, if it hadn't come out 10 years ago, we wouldn't have had Florence Pugh. And honestly, she was like the best part of the movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, nothing against um, Scarlett Johansson. But, but she was. Um, yeah, Hands but down. let's start at the beginning. Well, actually, I, I first, you know, talking about the emotional depth of this movie, um, <clears throat> I have never cried during a Marvel movie that includes Endgame, that includes Infinity War. Um, I was sitting in the theater at this movie, and I cried no less than three times. Um, I don't know if it was just, like, the day, whatever, it doesn't matter. I was, like, not prepared for how emotional this movie was going to get. Did a number on you. Yeah. Um, so I just needed to put that out there. Um, but yeah, the first, first scene. Yeah. Ohio. Uh, yep. So that was the first loop that they threw for me with this one. It was, we started in 1995 in Ohio and instantly you kind of know what's going on. Like we know the deal. She's Russian. Um, and we get this very Americans esque. If you haven't seen the Americans, do yourself a favor. Fantastic show about a, Russian uh, family of spies, or really spy parents. Yeah, uh, that's the big difference. uh, Ingratiating themselves in American society. It's the first 20 minutes of the movie over like five seasons. Yeah, yeah, highly recommend. But it was really cool. Um, They had never discussed that part of Black Widow's backstory. I mean, all we got before was, you know, I am Russian. I went to this Red Room place, and I was made into a Black Widow. And I defected, and now I'm here in Shield. So I mean, I don't think they knew any. Like, no, I think no, they no. Made of course, yeah, no, no. Right? It wasn't written or anything, but it was. It was a nice twist to not have her. You know, she had this exposure to America and American society, so it makes it a bit more like understandable why she would have this extra reason to want to leave. Yeah, and she was like older than obviously like Florence Pugh. Um, <clears throat> I mean. I, we understood right away that it was kind of like this Americans thing, but, like, didn't understand, like, how they got to be there. Like, who Molina and Hopper... Well, Alexi. Alexi, what their actual relationship to the girls were. Because at one point I was like, maybe that is their real mom. Like, because yeah. she 
in that scene had very maternal instincts, it seemed. Um, and so just like trying to figure it out and then how that was like unveiled throughout the movie was really well done because that was like the story I wanted to know the most about during the movie. I was like, okay, I'm like kind of interested in like the actual plot going on, but I most want to know what happened in Ohio and how they got to be there and how they got to where they are now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get the, the sequence of Alexi being made and they have to escape very quickly. Um, which they spent, they wasted a little bit of time there in the beginning. They're like, we have like an hour and they're like sitting down for dinner. I'm like, I think we should be moving quicker. Yeah, let's boogie. Eat on the plane. Probably not. But uh, yeah, no, you'd want to get out of there. Uh, Shield is chasing them down the runway. Why is Shield involved? Is it because it's, uh, you know, I was trying to figure out like Shield's, the scope of Shield's work <laughs> in the MCU is not clearly defined, and I think that's on purpose. Right. Well, I think um, the thing that he takes, the floppy disk or whatever, um, is something that S.H.I.E.L.D. had been working on. And I think he was a sleeper agent in S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, okay, okay. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a a nice little just loop in to see the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo in the cars, but... Melina mentions later that, like... This is something that S.H.I.E.L.D., which was really Hydra, was working on. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're and right. And they didn't really specify how the Red Room organization fit in with Hydra, if they were working together or were they against each other, and I don't think it really matters. No. Because, um, like, this guy, what was the bad guy's name? Drakov. Drakov, like, it sounded like had his own mission. Maybe he sometimes worked with Hydra, but I don't think this was an arm of Hydra. Yeah, 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 agreed. Um, so this whole sequence is really cool. We, we follow them as they escape to Cuba and they meet up with Drakov and Alexi is really not cool. He's like, girls, it's going to be okay. Just kidding. Let me get you guys knocked out and sent back to Russia. Okay. But before that we see, so that, that was part of the other like mystery, like what does Natasha know and she's already been, like, in training for a spy. So, like, we learn that when they get to Cuba. Because she's, like, one, she's starting to speak Russian. And I'm, like, where is this coming from? Like, I didn't... I was, like, all trying to figure it all out. Like, everyone else was. And then, like, she, like, gets the gun. And, like... And then he he still is acting, like, quasi-dad. And I'm, like, is that their dad? What is happening? And then... um. I didn't realize that they thought that Molina had died there. I was like, she for sure didn't die. She was like mostly fine. Yeah, but you know, they were panicking. Yeah, and they were like seven and they didn't they didn't know. Three or six or six and nine or something like that. Yeah. I would maybe put Natasha a bit older than that. But still, I mean, I'm not surprised because they, they probably just don't have very strong memories of it anyway. Oh, they they spent the entire know. time panicked and they got knocked out. Um, and then we get these opening credits, which were like really well done. At first I wasn't sure how to feel about the Nirvana cover. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of like I didn't even an interesting notice. choice. Yeah. It was smells like teen spirit. Oh, um, it felt like it, one of the TV shows. It, it grew on me. And not only is it rare for like a Marvel movie to have this opening credits role, um, but 
they did it like with this like found footage style thing that was like really haunting. So you had this yeah. like shipping container full of like girls. Them. Yeah, and but like a bunch of other ones. Yeah. And Drakov's like, we're not going to take the defects. Right. Yeah. And they're all like screaming and stuff. I was like, Jesus. But then this it's is also dark. like their childhood yeah. role yep. of Ohio. Yeah. Um, so that was a good way to, to set the scene. I really liked that. Uh, so from there, I'm trying to remember what we. Oh, so we, we have uh, Ross coming after Natasha. Oh, yeah. So, so we, we, we jump forward in time and now it's, it's post Civil War. Uh, Natasha is fresh off of betraying Tony's side and has tased Black Panther and let Steve and Bucky get away. Um, and we get, like, Ross's role in this movie is really weird. He, the actor is credited in the opening credits role, but he's basically in it for a cameo. And I talk more about this later because there were clearly more scenes with him that were cut People have talked about this on Reddit, and no one's really sure why. There's been, like, long-standing, like, sexual assault allegations against the guy that plays him. But, like, they've been, like, around for a long time. The dude's old. Um, but there's some uh, curiosity over whether he was going to have a bigger part, and now they're handing it over to Julia Louis-Dreyfus for that, for, like, whatever direction they're going with that plot. But, like, he's he's here, and it seems like there was supposed to be more with that, like, when he shows up at the end. but Yeah, which we don't even see him, do we? No, but yeah. there's a scene in the trailer where you see him there, so everyone was like, what happened? It doesn't really matter. He's pretty inconsequential. He sucks, so. He does suck. Um, so she pieces out, and we get to meet her buddy, Mason, Rick Mason. Yeah. Her travel agent. Right. <laughs> What are they setting up here with this guy? Because he's in it a lot. I don't think they're setting anything up. But you said that they had like a poster with him on it. I, they did have character posters for him, and it made everybody uh, that was like in the fan theory community think that he was going to be a Taskmaster or something. But nope, he's just. I mean, I think he's going to come back. Maybe he's kind of like the character that they introduced in Falcon. Uh, Raya's or. No, that's not his name, is it? Torres. Torres. Um, I'm trying to just like see what his uh, character bio is like in the comics. Uh, it just like, they spent a lot of time on that. The agent. That was one of the things that I didn't, I liked, I thought the movie like was paced well, but it was kind of slow in the beginning. Like we spent a lot of time just like kind of traveling around and it took so long to get to like Molina's house with the pigs. And that's really where the movie picked up. I think. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, I didn't realize it cause I don't think they say his full name in the movie, uh, or if they say his name at all, but, uh, Rick Mason appears in the video game, Spider-Man Miles Morales. And he's the scientist. Um, the brother? Uh, yeah. Oh. Completely different character. Interesting. Same name. Who knew? Yeah, in the comics, it seems like he is like, a, I don't know, just kind of a do everything, 
like shield somewhat mercenary guy. That's two Spider Man characters. Taskmaster and Rick Mason. So I guess they just kind of they needed somebody to to do this role and have someone for Natasha to bounce off of. But like they also had this like weird flirtation thing going and I was like why are we doing this? Yeah, I, I don't know what that was all about. And I kept forgetting that we are leading to her death. Like, I re- would remember it during the movie, and then I would quickly forget it. And then, like, it just sucks, like, that we have that in the back of our head for this whole movie. Yeah, it puts a dampener on things. And I think that kind of explains why there are no deaths in this movie. Because <laughs> it was like... Because it would have made sense for either, like, Alexi or Molina to have died, or somebody, like, somewhat significant. Um, I mean, yeah, I said that on pod. I did, I thought the parents were going to both die in it. I thought Rachel Weiss was definitely going to yeah, die. Yeah, so I was, I was shocked. And then I thought Florence Pugh was going to, when she does her, like, sacrifice, I was like, I know that she's going to be in other movies, but I still was like, oh my god. Yeah, that was a, that was kind of a, I was like, do we need to do this fake out, like... <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would have been the biggest waste of a character ever, um, but so I guess moving forward, it's gonna have to be like they all got snapped because otherwise that creates a bit of a plot hole for Infinity War and Endgame or really Endgame. Like Florence, she would have shown. Well, up. she would have shown up, or like Natasha would not have just been like hanging out at the Avengers compound by herself. Oh right, yeah, I think, had, you know. I think she definitely got snapped. So yeah. they'll they'll talk about that later probably because I think we're we're probably gonna see them again. I, I think the reaction to Yelena has been so good that they might want to <laughs> move forward with something centering around that group. Which would be cool. Yeah, I don't know how much like Alexi will come back. I hope they let him fight better if he does. I mean, he was good comic relief, but all he did in this movie was get his ass handed to him. Um, except for in the prison. Except for in the prison. Yeah, anytime after the prison, though. <laughs> he puts, well, even escaping the prison. Yeah. Was wrong, okay. uh, so we have this sequence where Elena is with these other Black Widows hunting down a target. Uh, this was a cool scene. I wish we had gotten a bit more time with her character before she like has her brainwashing broken. Did you agree with that? Oh yeah. I thought that happened really early. Cause I think in the back of my mind, I knew that she was going to be like quote unquote bad, at least in the beginning. And, um, when they just like introduced her and then immediately she was like, oh, I have a clear mind now. And I mean, she still isn't like. I'm an Avenger, like, rah, rah. But, like, yeah, I thought we would get more of her on that side and, like, more of the tension between her and Natasha where she's, like, still a Black Widow and Natasha's out. I think I would have preferred if they had, like, a meeting where (laughs) Natasha didn't realize that she was brainwashed and Elena, like, tries to, like, they fight. Yeah. Like, anyway, but if the, if she was, like, fighting to, like, kill and, like, Natasha, like, got beat and then they do this whole thing and she gets, like, unbrainwashed. Because one of the biggest plot holes to me is that I don't think Natasha would have left her behind. Like, when they talk about how Natasha got out and didn't come back for... Yeah, and what was her rationale for that? Do you remember? She was like, she kind of like, it was like bullshit. She knew it, like how she was saying it. But she was like, I just assumed that you also got out and were like living your life. Ah. 
And like, I, even if that was true, like you wouldn't have any contact. Like, I, I don't know. I just felt like that was kind of, and I, I get that like, they definitely showed that Natasha and Florence Pugh to some extent were like incredibly jaded from like that childhood that they really didn't have. But I don't know. This is what happens when you retroactively <laughs> give your character a yeah. sibling. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough to, to blend it in. And I that's mean, why I think it would have made more sense to show Natasha even trying to like talk to Florence Pugh about getting out, but she's like so indoctrinated yeah. that she wouldn't. Yeah. You know, and then it would make more sense. Like I, I can't, like I need to do this for me yeah. and I can't get you out too. Cause you're too far in kind of. Man, retconned sibling issues between this and F9, you know, they're really going all in on it. Uh, yeah, so the concept of the, like, widow antidote I found interesting. I did not really expect them to go in that kind of direction because I'm not sure if Natasha had ever mentioned, like, that... Well, I know that the, the chemical brainwashing thing was, like, new because, like, Milena had been developing it after Natasha got out, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, what, if any kind of, like, mental programming there was before. Because it, it kind of seemed like it was just, you know, you're being trained for, like, physical prowess and they do, like, the whole, like, terrible, like, forced, like, sterilization thing. Like, you're indoctrinated in a way, like, in a normal way. Yeah. Not it, in a, they're messing with your brain. And so maybe that's just how it was. Maybe after she escaped... Draycott was like, we have to step yeah. it up so nobody does this again. I mean, yeah, Florence, uh, Yelena, Elena even says that, like, you experimented on us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, they, did they actually, did they say in the movie that they were, like, inspired by the Winter Soldier program? She mentions the Winter Soldier yeah. program. Yeah, I couldn't remember for sure. Um, or she says something like, we already knew it worked. I see, I think that's the technology that they stole. Oh. Was S.H.I.E.L.D. slash HYDRA. Okay, okay. In the Winter Soldier program. See, this is what happens I think I don't have my notes taken. I think that's what they said. Um, yeah, let us know if we're wrong. Uh, yeah, so we get, you know, Elena's like, okay, I'm, I'm sobering up and I'm going to send these things to Natasha, these vials to the Budapest, Budapest. Safe house. Not a great plan. Which gets forwarded to her trailer. Yeah, that whole thing was weird. Like, <laughs> I don't. How does she know a mailing address for a safe house? First of all, yeah. Like, uh, uh you would kind of hope that like an active black widow wouldn't know where this was. Like, why are you getting mail somewhere? <laughs> that but whatever. Was, uh... That was very contrived, but it was fine. And I obviously knew the picture was going to come back. Right. So soon after that, we get uh, our introduction to Taskmaster, which uh, Natasha's car takes a missile in the face. She's fine. That's that's one qualm that I have with this movie. I actually wish they would have retconned the Black Widows to have like a knockoff super soldier serum because like they well, they did because Alexi had it. Yeah, but, like, I think Marvel, and Marvel has always had a, like, power scaling problem. Like, Natasha gets the shit beaten out of her in this movie. 
but she's like yeah. pretty good to go. No, she's not. I mean, I think they do. There's show only that one. There's it's, consequences. It's, she falls off the building. Well, no, they show her back, and it's like completely. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think she, that's her you know, black she, widow training. Like, right. She, Some of it, I you know, it was, it was fine. Like, it's I don't actually. And she care. Like, it's a Marvel movie. The the way that they showed her like holding her own was like within her power depth. Yes, like, she had her gadgets, which we've seen her use before. I think I'm only mad at the part where they had her fall off the building, which we're not even there yet. Yeah. But she hits like six things on the way down and then lands on her feet. That was the only, like I thought that they like edited something wrong. Oh yeah. What did you think about them calling out that bit about like Florence Pugh was like making fun of her for like the stances and stuff. I was like, this is a little too meta. It's, it is meta. They're like calling uh, out the sexism like, of the earlier Marvel movies. And I was like, I don't like this personally. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think maybe at some point in the writing process, they were like, guys, where's the where's that Marvel humor? Like, where's where is that? So they were just like, it just didn't seem like Inuina's character to. Also, like, how know. much were you really following her career? Yeah, I, d- I didn't, I didn't love that. I thought it was funny when she tries to do it and then is like, like grossed out by it. But otherwise, no, I thought it was, I thought it was corny. Not a, not a huge fan. Like it, it was, it was meta and it was entertaining in that regard, but it didn't make any sense for her to be like. It's also delivering like, yeah, that. I mean, it's just like very specific thing to be like bringing up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, she and Taskmaster fight on the bridge and I didn't have this reaction in theaters still don't just because I'm not super familiar with the character, but apparently Taskmaster is typically like a very talkative villain, like a lot of taunts, like a lot of like just carrying on a conversation mid fight. Oh, interesting. And he does that in the Spider-Man game, which is about my only exposure, like, you know, Spider-Man will try to like use his webs on him and he'll like use webs back and be mm. like, no, gotcha. And, like stuff like that. So I think some people were disappointed that it was, I mean, not, I think this was, you know, an overreaction, but somebody was like, this is like when they uh, stitched Deadpool's mouth shut in the X-Men origins Wolverine movie. It's like, you're taking away a key part of the character. And for the reveal that they had, it like made sense, but I could see why someone that like really wanted that character to have like a personality would have been disappointed. Yeah. But uh, her fighting style was pretty cool. And I liked seeing like all the gadgets and stuff that she had. People caught things that I didn't. Apparently she did like a Spider-Man style swing on like one of her like cable things in that fight scene on the bridge. Um, so after we have Taskmaster retrieves the vials, kicks Natasha off the bridge... But she doesn't. Natasha has the vials. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, that would have been... That would have ended the movie early. So, after that, we can... That's when we get to Budapest. Yes. I'm I'm kind of... I think I skipped, like, part of the stuff in my notes. So, if you want to... I forget what happens here. In Budapest? That's when she meets up with oh, Lawrence duh. Pugh. Yes. And they have their fight. So we get a lot of fight scenes, which I think people probably liked. Because um, we get... Well, we get the first scene, which is, like, action-heavy. 
then we have like the business of like running around. We think we're gonna get a fight scene with Natasha and um the shield people. Yeah. And that was like a fun fake out. We get the Taskmaster scene and then we get her fighting Florence Pugh, which I was like, why are we fighting? Like, what about the picture? They got a fight. It was a good fight scene, though. It was. That was probably like my favorite hand-to-hand fight scene in the movie. And then immediately after that, we get the whole car chase and into the metro Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot happens there. Which people I... Somebody we saw the movie with, like, complained about, like, the CGI. I didn't really notice it when we were watching it. It didn't put me off it, but I do think this uh, this part had the iffiest CGI out of the whole movie. Um, the armored car did not look great, but it was hardly, like, noticeable. If, if nobody had pointed it out, I wouldn't have even remembered it. Maybe just coming off of F9, I was like, yeah, this seems about right. Yeah, <laughs> not exactly, like, a, a showcase in the best of the best. Um, let's see. Okay. So after fighting it out, escaping Taskmaster again, uh, they're like, we got to figure out where the red room is because yeah, we get this reveal that Natasha tried to kill Drakov, failed. Killed his daughter. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, we get a little like voice cameo from Hawkeye, I think. Really? Because um, I think that was the that was the Budapest mission that they talk right. about. Yeah. So that on the well, radio, yeah, it's that. like, like, are we clear? Like, I think he's the one saying that. Oh, I didn't know that was him saying, are we clear? I can't say for sure, but I think it was. Because, like, if they didn't have, like, Hawkeye himself, like, show up for that little flashback sequence, I figured that was the next best thing. Uh, and we get, like, the mention that, like, they hid out in that, like... Air duct. Air duct in the metro station. Um, so they go to find Alexi in this prison. Um, Which they never really explain why he was sent to prison. Yeah. And like why his relationship with um, Drake. Drakov. Drakov soured. Yeah. I think we, we talked a little bit about this right after we saw it. I think it was just because um, Alexi was probably becoming a problem. I think he was, he was getting too big for his britches and, was being like very public about things. And I feel like they even maybe mentioned once that like Alexi tried to betray him. Did they mention that in the very they, beginning or something? They may have. Not in the very beginning, but like I thought Florence Pugh says like only you and Alexi tried to blah blah blah. I don't know. But I, I might miss that. I don't know. That's probably just like one of those little pieces of dialogue that I just uh so he he is a in jail, arm wrestling people, telling this story about how he fought Captain America, which we later find out is probably not true because it was during it's the time when he was in the not ice. True. But an interesting thought that somebody had was like, what if there was like another time where he had fought uh, Bucky? Isaiah Bradley, his oh. Captain America, like back in the day? Yeah. Who knows? That would be a, a fun little thing to see. Um, and there was a cameo in that scene, which I did not realize. There is this member of a team that was led by Red Guardian that was like a more or less Soviet Union Avengers. And one of them was Who's named... Red Guardian? That's uh, Alexei's. Oh, Crimson yeah. Protector. Crimson Dynamo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
And one of the characters in the comics is this guy named Ursa Major, who's a mutant who spends most of his time shape-shifted as a bear, like just like a humanoid talking bear. And the guy that, I think it's the one whose wrist he breaks arm wrestling, he calls him Ursa and someone else calls him like the bear or something. So that's just a little shout out. Because someone had said that he was going to be in the movie. So in the back of my head, I was like, are we going to see like a CGI like bear guy? Because that wouldn't fit very well. (laughs) Maybe later. (laughs) Plus a mutant. You know, All maybe right. they'll bring him back. So they pick up um, Alexi, which is a pretty uh, big scene. They like That's another big fight. That was a long scene. That was really, it was maybe too long. Yeah. They definitely killed everybody in that prison, right? I didn't, I couldn't tell if, like, if you made it back into the prison, like if you survived. Like, I would think, yes. Didn't seem like they really cared. Like, it's a building, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you can survive an avalanche. You might not be able to get out, though. Yeah. They were... It was definitely no regard. At least on Elena's side. She whipped out that rocket launcher. I don't think she meant for an avalanche. No. No. <laughs> but still. <laughs> and then they head to Melina's house. So, this is where... Oink, oink. Things start to happen. This is where the tears start. Yes. So, in Alexi's words, we have family back together again. All four of them under the same roof. And we get a look into basically how each of them feels about their mission in Ohio and how they viewed themselves as a family or not. So, yeah, this is where it it got you. Yeah, so... So Florence... I keep calling her Florence, too. Yelena and Natasha have very similar feelings about like the betrayal uh, but we don't find out immediately but Natasha's like yeah it wasn't real but obviously she's just protecting herself and then Yelena's like um I was like six years old I was there from three to six like it was very real to me um Molina is like this was a mission that I succeeded at really well did a really good job on this mission and then Alexi's like this mission ruined my life <laughs> But Alexi's also like, he's like, I'm so proud of you guys. Like, you're such good assassins. Well, we get that later, which is like, that is also interesting. That was was before that. Oh, yeah, on their walk. Yeah. Which is like a very interesting perspective. And I think that that doesn't form a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... Like, he didn't see it when he, when they like knocked them out and took them back to the Red Room. He's like, this is... This is great for you all. Like, mm-hmm. you're getting this great training. Like, he genuinely did. <laughs> like, I would like send was my the... own, like, my actual own child there, kind of. Yeah. Right. Like, I think he genuinely thought that was the best thing for them. Um, and it's just, yeah, his his view of their whole, like, world is so stunted. Um, As is, I would say, Elena's. She doesn't know anything outside of that. Oh, for sure. That. Everybody's is. I mean, like, well, no, even, I would say Natasha is. Okay. But, yeah. But everybody else in the family. Yeah. Like, Alexi oh, yeah. is, like, so proud of them for being assassins. Yelena doesn't know anything. And Melina is, like, I'm so proud of, like, the work that I've done. Watch me, like, almost kill this pig. Like, no remorse. Melina? Being, like, I'm, I'm doing my best, like, working, actively working with Drakov to develop this stuff. And it's just, like, until she finds out that, like, her, like, quote-unquote daughter is being directly affected by this. It's, like, it's just a mission, again. 
So I was like, am I, what am I supposed to take away from this regarding her character? Very interesting character. Like she is like, like she even says like, I, I cycle through the red room like four times. Like she never like emotionally grew up from when she was probably taken as a child. Like she was like all in and she's not like, she's not brainwashed. She's just like voluntarily working for Dracov, like, improving this stuff, which I found very surprising. I thought that they were going to try and, like, use the stuff on her and then realize that she hadn't been brainwashed. That would be an interesting twist. I mean, I thought it was... I thought it was very interesting that it was, like, Alexei was the one that was all chummy with Dracov in the beginning, and yet he ended up being thrown in jail. And then, like, like he tells them, like, I never worked with him like that. Like, Melina was the day-to-day, like, basically, like, right-hand... The architect. Right. Which I but, I did not expect. But has no actual power. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It, her, like, story is, like, really sad. Because she, like, doesn't really have a chance anymore. Like, she's... Like, yes, they show her, like on the good side, but, like, it's kind of too late for her. I mean, yeah, it is. It's almost too late even for, like, Yelena, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with her now, Mm because she's not going to be, like, what we consider, like, necessarily one of the good guys, it seems. Yeah. She's been put on a path. So, what else happens here? Um, Yeah, so, Yelena is extremely upset by... First, I would say by, like, Natasha's, like, dismissal of it. And they're just like, it's not real. And she's like, yeah, I know it's not real. Um, but we get this, well, one, we get maybe the funniest thing that Alexi does in this movie, which is tell that story about going ice fishing. <laughs> and he's like, my father went toilet on my hands. And he's just like, you know, fathers. <laughs> and I was just, that was probably my favorite comedic moment. Um, but then we get the sweet little moment with them seeing American Pie and... And the photo album. And the photo album. And that's when, does Melina tells... Who tells Natasha about her mom? Melina. Yeah. Which I had a thought on that. (laughs) I felt like them introducing, like, who's my real mom? I always thought I was abandoned. No, just kidding. She was, like, murdered brutally because she was trying to find me was an unnecessary plot line. Like, I don't think we needed that for this story. Like, it already had such emotional stakes. And, like, we've never... And I know, like, we're kind of retconning this whole movie, but, like, I we've never seen Natasha reflect on that. Like, I, it just felt like, okay, we'll just make this as, like, brutally, like, sad uh, yeah, it's possible I, like that her mom specifically like tried to find her and like all that yeah, stuff. I agree. Like, yeah, I agree. I didn't. It didn't matter. I mean, there was there was enough going on without. Yeah, it. I was just like, and like, I just didn't think we spent if we were gonna introduce that, like, really spend the time on it and not have like Natasha basically like bring it up like twice throughout the movie or real three times, I guess. But agreed, agreed. I don't know what they were going for, like more back or just more. I guess sadness. they were just like, well, this whole abandonment issue you have isn't real because like your mom didn't actually abandon you. We just killed her, which is like <laughs> just as bad. But then like she was abandoned by the only other family she knew. Like, I don't yeah. know. 
<laughs> I, I thought I knew what they were trying to do. I just didn't think we needed to do that to get across what we were trying agreed, to do. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so then they are raided by the red room because Melina had called them there. Um, I guess before, you know, had a very quick change of heart. <laughs> um, and then we get this cool switcheroo switcheroo with a like oceans style flashback explanation. Um, Oh wait, sorry. The one thing I want to say about the photo album before we get to that was like, they said that they like took all these pictures in like one day for all these holidays. Like they were like, we did Christmas and then we did Easter. And I'm like, they were there for three years. They didn't need to like take all these photos in one day with different backdrops. I don't really think about that. Like they could have just had those actual holidays take place. Because they didn't know when they were leaving. I guess they didn't know. So they. But like, no, I'm saying like they, they didn't. If they were like doing this front with the kids or at least for Elena, they wouldn't be like. No, oh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be here for, for the... next Christmas. So let's take these pictures now. I don't think they're doing it as a front for the kids. I think they wanted to like have photo albums, like if someone came over to the house or something like that. Oh, Which I, guess, in I, that case, I didn't they think about it like that at all. To have some past photos. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I don't think it was for the kids. That makes way more sense because they're like in it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't think Yelena knows anything different. So for all she knows, like this is normal. Mm-hmm. That would, Obviously, that Natasha knows better, but Natasha also knows that, like, this is temporary. Yeah, yeah. So we find out that the Red Room is this giant floating fortress. And I'm like, how the hell is this just here? They don't explain it. I could probably just make a guess that there's, like, some stealth system or they have something that, like, generates clouds around it so you don't see it. But I'm like, like this is a world where there's, like, discovered. a bunch of shield hell carriers flying around all the time. No one's ever run into it. The thing is huge. Right. It, but does it move? I don't know. It seems like it could move. Yeah. I, my only explanation besides South Clouds, maybe it's in like controlled like Russian airspace or something. But like we got Google Earth satellites out here. <laughs> I, it doesn't yeah. matter. I thought it was cool though. The The design was really neat and I wasn't expecting it, you know. Because we had been led to believe it was just like some underground bunker in Russia or something. I was like, this is cool. Um, well, they did say like it, it moves or like the location is always different. Yeah, and, like, that's true. I mean, I think that was interesting. And then like, yeah, I thought the reveal was like fine. I didn't, it was like kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, content plot wise, this is probably like it. It loses like a lot of its emotional stakes and it's more just like a big like action thing. Um, like I, I think it was the, this movie is at its strongest when it was like a bit more grounded. Um, I I feel like I didn't have any like emotional ties to like wanting to kill Drakov. Yeah, like I don't like, yes, he's a bad dude. We want him dead. But like I didn't care about this like fight with him, I guess. Yeah, I they're pro- I, not that I'm a writer. There probably could have been a way to make it a bit more involved, because like I think oh, more we see flashbacks Drakov, with him. We see Drakov in the beginning, and yeah. we don't see him until they go to the red room. 
Right. Really. So it's just like he's kind of off to the side and Taskmaster's the more immediate threat. And like Florence Pugh is telling us like this yeah. is what he's done to us. And like that resonates, but like it doesn't connect to him enough. Right, right. Um, but we do get this thing. So like quote unquote Melina goes to meet with Drakov and quote unquote Natasha gets put in prison next to Alexi. Uh, and I did not I did not expect this cool face mask technology to and what well, and Florence Pugh's about to get her brain cut in too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's chill though. She's like, this is not a very cool way to die. It's fine. That was a, a fun little quip for her. Um and Drakov can kind of like see through the disguise. Cause I guess he's a he's a smart guy. But I kind of was thinking like not only very Mission Impossible vibes, they like their masks. Was this like the kind of the same technology that Sharon Carter had in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yes. I was like, I think we've seen this before. I think it was like supposed to kind of be like shared technology. like Or like this is nudge. where we are with technology yeah. now. That stuff was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. I I had a thought kind of overall on this like whole pseudoscience stuff. Going back to the brainwashing and then like this whole, the f- because you can smell me. The, the pheromone block was I felt like I was in a 1960s James Bond movie, and I didn't love it. Was, I think that they were, I kind of think they were trying to do it, because they even had Natasha watching Moonraker, um, and, like, yeah, the whole, like, floating fortress. Yeah, like, it, it felt super silly to me in a way that most Marvel movies aren't. Like, even, um, like, Captain America with their villain was, like, on the quote-unquote sillier side but it didn't feel this like i don't know because we were getting so much emotional depth we kind of got this like i don't know well and maybe it's because like we're taking place in russia like we're gonna kind of play on some of these tropes maybe but but i think you you're right like they were they started this movie with like this is gonna be like a a look into like the family and like the red room really grounded kind of like wandavision yeah so it, it felt like I don't know. People were going to be, people were probably upset because it had the potential to be like, let's stay (laughs) literally grounded, like hand to hand fight scenes. Like Taskmaster is a villain that does like a lot of hand to hand combat, like not big, like on CGI or something. And they still had to like have this flying fortress and blow the whole thing up. Right. And it, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh with the tone that they had set. And they have them, they're all like making jokes and stuff. It's just, it The jokes like, didn't bother me as much. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it like that. It's just no. like, it was like the prerequisite, like Marvel third act of a movie. Yeah. You know, they, they had to like have this big explosive set piece. Yeah. Um, and the pheromone thing was my most like eye rolly moment. I mean, I like that. That's why she was like goading him into punching her like. The payoff was good, and I think they were doing it all for the payoff, but, like, just that science is yeah. dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, does nobody else have this, like, technology? Because that shit is, like, incredibly powerful. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, her her breaking her own nose on the desk was probably, like, her most badass moment. That was rough. And then when she fixed it later. Yeah. What a boss. Um, I had to like kind of look away for that part. I, I know I was just like kind of ragging on like the jokes and stuff, like because I I have like 
this perspective where I'm kind of like, eh, but I still was like enjoying it, watching it. So when they do the reveal where Melina takes off her face mask of Natasha and Alexi's like, what? (laughs) And he's like, I just bared my soul to you. And then he tries it again. She's like, no, no, you don't have an (laughs) earpiece. That was very good. I I like that. Uh, Their dynamic was really funny. Yes. Yes. I really liked that. Melina and Alexi. Yeah. Um, I hope we do get like a Disney plus series with them where they get to explore that a bit more. Um, so we get the taskmaster reveal where we find out that taskmaster is none other than Dracov's daughter herself, which they, they mentioned the daughter being killed one too many times for that to be like that good of a reveal. Yep. yep. But it was still good. The fact that they left it like up in the air cause I don't. I kind of thought about that when they were talking about it. Like, you know, Natasha was so sure that they like didn't need to check for a body because they blew up this entire building. But she was so sure that she had. I, I don't know. I. But either way. Well, honestly, I don't think she cared if Dracoff died or not. She just was doing that mission to get out. Yeah. To prove it was her like her approved to shield. It was. it was her gang initiation to shield. Basically. And that's all she really cared about. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um so I thought this was an interesting twist. I don't you know, they they basically had Dracov say I had to put this chip in the back of her neck for her to like function. I don't know like Like, is she, like, literally just programmed to be a good fighter? Like, did she have to, like, train? <laughs> like, she's she's so good at fighting. And, like, was this person, like, going yeah. to be a fighter? Like, <laughs> does she just hit the gym every day? That's well, what I don't get. Like, she, I don't think Draco was training, like, was going to daughter. raise her to be an assassin. Right. <laughs> I don't think so either, but... Or, and then I didn't know if, like, the chip kind of connected to the suit as a whole. It probably did. But, you know, they didn't really talk about it. Yeah. Um, as someone on Reddit noted, uh, the actress that plays Taskmaster, Olga... Hold on, let me, uh, let me make sure that I pronounce this correctly. I'm not going to. Uh, Olga Kirilenko had a pretty easy role here. Uh, pretty easy payday. Uh, but the, the facial prosthetics for her were pretty good i think yeah pretty gnarly um i think i liked that twist as a whole yeah i i wasn't like mad about it but it was like i wasn't like shocked yeah yeah no um and then of course like like i was saying before taskmaster fights alexi in the red room and just gets destroyed alexi gets destroyed by taskmaster which i'm like not surprised about and he, he uh she breaks out the black Panther claws. Oh yeah, is that which was cool? Because all he, all Alexi has is strength. He has no skill. Or yeah. Finesse. Yeah, he's just like a tank. Um. Yeah. So then they free the Black Widows. Yeah, pretty pretty clutch move from Yelena throwing it. Yeah. The grenade into the room like that, because uh, Natasha was not going to be able to fight off like twenty Black Widows at once. She did pretty good at first, though. I'll give her that. Yeah. Um, and then the whole building starts to so blow. So Melina blows up the engine. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all downhill from there. Elena's uh, clutch blows up Drakov's jet thing. And I like that 
It was like, I, I don't know where I've seen this before or like how many movies I've seen it in, but when the explosion, like we get like this slow-mo of like the fire like spreading throughout the jet and then Drakov's glasses come like flying out. I'm like, where have... Mission Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they they are just fighting while skydiving. Yeah. I mean, pretty cool, but... I didn't, yeah, that stuff, like... That wasn't even, like, the campy part to me. It was just, like, the science-y yeah. Drakov stuff that was um, silly to me. Yeah. Um, I And you keep talking about this, like, jump that Natasha... Oh, you mean the jump from when she was fighting, like, the Black Widows and falls off the building? Or you mean when she was, like, falling off the floating... Yeah, no, I'm talking about See. when... When she and Elena are running from yeah, the black yeah, windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she hits one. She falls, she's hanging on a window, falls off, hits another level of the building, falls off that, hits an air duct, falls off that, yeah, like, yeah, face yeah. plants, and then falls off again, and, like, is... I thought you meant when she was, like, falling off the... Oh, the skydiving the thing? Sky no, diving. I, I was more willing to let that go, because I was like, okay, we're fighting while skydiving now. Like, or not, not even before the skydive, when she's, like, trying to get to... Oh. Yelena. Like, yeah. before yeah, Yelena yeah, yeah. falls. No, I was, you know, I was like, this is like a higher stakes thing. I don't know why. It's easy for me to believe that. They're like on this floating fortress versus when they're just yeah. like running on rooftops. She finds a parachute somehow. Yeah. She's good. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And they, they make it down to the ground. Yelena somehow doesn't fall onto any of the debris. Um, and yeah. then... They find Taskmaster and administer, like, maybe, like, the last vial. She has... Natasha grabbed more. Okay, right. So that well, Melina can Because she downloaded all the data. Um, I also thought, oh, no, is this not going to work on Oh, that would have been... That would have been rough. Because I could see her having her own plotline of, like, wanting revenge on Natasha. Like... Sure. Fair. Um, but I mean, her dad was also like so horrible to her. Yeah. Um, I liked that she just had like the line, like, is he gone? Yeah. And then like the other black widows, like, aren't going to leave her behind either. Now we just got like this, uh, this gang of freed black widows hanging out. What's the, what are they going to do? What's their deal? Just I, a, just a bunch of new ladies. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if they pop up again. Um, so this was what I was talking about earlier. We have this scene. The Red Room has crashed to Earth. Hopefully everybody's fine. Seems like it landed like in the water or something. Um, the Black Widows all leave. Alexi and Melina and Yelena all get in this jet. With the Black Widows. And they're like, we're going we're gonna to peace out. You want to come with us? And she's like, no. I'm going to stay here. And... I thought the whole scene was weird because they have her like standing there in the wreckage. Convoy of people approaching with, I love that someone pointed it out, that Ross is literally the Secretary of State riding shotgun with these guys that are like going to apprehend people. Very hands on. But he is there. They're also taking a long time. Like she had plenty of, she's like, I'll hold them off. And it's like, you had plenty of time. They, they're in cars. So, Someone on Reddit said that it would have been like, better for her to just get in with them because this is what makes me think they cut something. There was 
a scene in the trailer where you see her and Ross like standing in the wreckage. Clearly, they were supposed to like talk about scene, something, yeah. conf- like have one confront the other because they'd probably been looking for her this entire time. And then there's she has to get out again two weeks later to go with Steve to free everybody else from the raft. It would have made more sense to just be like, nope, I'm not getting caught again. Let me just go with you guys. Also, she called Ross. And I guess the whole point was like, they'll come. Like, they weren't planning on blowing up the building, but like, there was no need to call him. Like, it, yeah, they. I don't know what the political stuff is going on with the character, but like, at, you already have him in the movie. Like, yeah, it, let's it, keep the plot. It hurt the ending to me. Yeah. I was like, it, well, I was like, it, like really did this abrupt cut to black. I was like, is that it? Is well, that what I kind of it? took it as that she didn't get caught in that moment. She did get away. But it makes and it even weirder. The two weeks later was just her finally catching up with. Which really makes it like, why didn't she just get on? Well, I don't think she wanted to. I, I wasn't. I think that she wanted to do her own thing. Like she was like, I've got my own. Yeah. Other family to support right now. So, like, you guys are good. I think it's so minor, but I would have... I think it would have been better if she had gotten on and then it was, like, two weeks later and she, like, gets off this jet that Alexi, Melina, and Elena are on and they're, like, good luck and she gets on this other one. I guess. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, so we get this... uh, Elena gives her her vest, (laughs) which they talked about this vest earlier and she's, like, loving it because she has so many pockets and Natasha's like, I don't know about that one, sis. I did not realize that it's the one that she's wearing in Infinity War. I mean, War I think it's slightly different. Until, yeah. But until the very end, I was like, oh. Which is very funny to me. That they, they're like, let's explain this choice of outfit. I was just mad that they couldn't get Chris Evans to like a one second, like, pop his head out. Yeah. Yeah, if he'd been in there, full full beard. Like, he is in there. Yeah. Like, it was just kind of like, okay... All right. Uh, his contract's up, so. I know. I mean, there was supposed to be a uh, Robert Downey Jr. cameo in this. And I think it was just going to be like some probably like archive footage from Civil War. But that was announced like a long time ago. People were like, oh, like Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in this. And I think the director like commented on it being like it just didn't end up working out. But people were so confused. They're like, I thought he was done. Now he's already coming back. But I think that was that was fine. All right. So the last thing is the post cred. Yeah. So. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, Elena, who has presumably recently been unsnapped, uh, because if has a dog named Fanny. Yep. And is wearing a pretty sick plaid shirt or something it also doesn't say how long after endgame it's been i'm assuming it's like the around the same time as falcon and the winter soldier just because val is there like six months so, yeah or, around six months yeah so enough that she's back kind of she's established herself yeah. i'm assuming that she she's back on the scene and val scoops her up pretty much instantly because yeah. it seems like she has a read on all this stuff uh and you know this was supposed to be Val's introduction. It, it was supposed to be here, and then we'd see her again in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But now that it's backwards, it's interesting to see like the kind of person that she chose to recruit in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
It doesn't feel good. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good that they're on the same side. Because if I were her, I would not want to be teamed up with John Walker. I mean, I don't think she knows that. I think they're siloed. it, It makes me wonder, like, we, you know, we didn't get much of an explanation on what her game is in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, she says, yeah, she's like, things are going to get weird and we don't know what her game is in this. Cause she doesn't say anything like that. She's just sicking her on Hawkeye. Yeah. I mean, it definitely feels like a anti-Avenger movement and I'm not even opposed to that, but <clears throat> I don't know. I, I really like Florence Pugh and her character and I guess it, this makes the most sense. Like she has a really great line where she says like, you're still an assassin like that doesn't make you a good guy kind of like when they're when she's buying the vest or whatever yeah they have that great interaction and she's kind of like i know who i am even though like i'm no longer brainwashed like i know that i'm still yeah a trained killer i mean like really at the end of the day that is what all the avengers are doing and yeah, and it's just like, just because people celebrate you doesn't mean that it's good. Yeah. And so I think, I think it will be interesting and if they end up taking down the Avengers. I mean, I think they are definitely building towards like a Thunderbolts thing, which is like Ross's team of like antiheroes. Um, so people are already like, who could be, who could be on this team? And it's... Uh, now we know Elena and um, John Walker, but what's his name from Incredible Hulk? Uh, Abomination. Yeah, yeah, he's turning up again. Could be him. I think like Ross turns into like a Hulk thing. Oh God! They probably won't do that. He's too old. I think they could they could do it as like a permanent change and just like not have him, you know. But just like recast somebody else for the face if they wanted to. But I don't think they'll go that route. Because now it seems like Val's going to be the leader of that team. Yeah. And then, well, she's working for somebody. And we don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I thought I, I thought I had figured that out kind of in Falcon and Winter Soldier and I was very wrong. So. I mean, we could see, what's her name um, from Falcon and Winter Soldier being with Sharon. Them. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, like Marvel has announced a lot of their upcoming projects. And now they're like kind of building this foundation and we don't, we don't know. I think this is going to be a, a Disney plus series, if anything. Oh, really? I think that would be too bad. I, I feel like we could be gearing up for another like Infinity War style movies. I mean, it, it could go either way, but like to me, like, and I know we talked about this in our uh, like future of the MCU episode, they have like several different plots going right now. Um, that like all the projects that they've announced are like covering different parts of like what's happening in the MCU. So like, this is more like all this Val stuff is post end game political, like world side stuff. But then like, there's this secret invasion show about like the scrolls. I'm like, I don't know. Like the teams that we have right now are very spread out. Yeah. So, like, but until we, they introduce, like, another... Because I don't think they want to do, like, another overarching threat yet. I think they're right. enjoying this freedom. But it is making me wonder, like, what is what is going to be the thing that funnels these groups together? If anything, maybe they're not going to. Yeah. 
I mean, who would have known how they were going to fit Guardians in with everyone else? Yeah, and they managed that. So I I am not, uh, you know, not doubting them, but this movie was definitely not the one. Well, I wasn't expecting it. I do it think so, Scrolls will cool. be the, the link. That's what, yeah. it's, that's what it's starting to seem like. Yeah, so um, what was your favorite moment? We'll wrap up, I think. Yeah. Um, huh. Honestly, I have my. It's the opening for me. Like the entire opening. Mine's also the opening, but specifically the moment where Natasha fights them, picks up the gun, and is yeah. like, do not hurt her, and like is protecting her. I will kill like, you all. Because that was just also so surprising to me. Like, I wasn't. I didn't know what to expect from the child Natasha. Yeah. Little blue-haired Natasha. I know, yeah. yeah. No, I just, like, it was really good because it was it was unexpected to me. It had, like, a lot of emotional depth. And we got that and, like, that badass scene of Alexi uh, on the wing of the plane yeah. shooting out the tires on the shield cars. I was like, I love this. Yeah, the, the whole plane, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was just such a good... And I was, like, scared for the girls, even though I knew that, like, we're about to have a whole movie with them. But I was like, what's going to happen? Still could have gone a lot of different ways. So I felt in every episode of The Americans. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Are there any other, like, little... What piece of science would you want? (laughs) Or what power thing? Uh, hmm. Do you want people to smell you and not be able to hurt you? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I want a floating town, I think. Give me a red room without all the bad stuff. Yeah. But give me, just give me the, the spare parts and I'll, I'll just make a cool little, no, actually, cool I, hangout the spot, you know? face thing was pretty cool. Yeah, the face mask was but pretty But I would sick. have no need for that. Yeah. I mean, again... Like if you're not, if you don't want like the Bond villain stuff, you're left with like the face mask or super strength, I guess, which is not the worst the task thing. Taskmaster. I have no use for that. I have no use for that set of skills. Um. Yeah. So this is exciting. We're about it to was, also watch Loki. Yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up, and uh, it was a great experience being back in the theaters. We'll be back there. Shame for to another, yeah, you know, we got a pretty stacked year. Jungle we'll be back Cruise. For, for, okay, <laughs> everyone's everyone's favorite MCU movie. That was a trailer for it. Did look like a good trailer, but I was just saying, like, Shang Chi, September, Eternals, November, Spider Man, December. Spider Man trailer nowhere to be seen, which is shocking. It's nowhere home. <laughs> well. Uh, great experience we will try to take better notes next time we see a movie in theaters um but yeah catch you on the flip side and until then we are out out of the superverse. superverse